0: Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic, art, and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we are joined by that mysterious voice known only as Shadow Adam. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Mason, in the house. London, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you feeling all right?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling better. I was a little under the weather, so, so sorry do you- about last week's episode that didn't air that didn't air
0: (laughs) now did did any fans reach out and say where were you a couple oh those caring fans (laughs) well thanks for tuning in and so that means you had an extra week to prepare
1: (laughs) yes yes, i did
0: and what are we going to talk about today
1: well In light of the newest Batman crossover between DC and IDW Publishing, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, today we're going to talk about five essential Batman crossovers Mm. that any Batman fan should read.
0: Okay, so (laughs) you can define crossover as how? Or how are you defining crossover?
1: I'm defining crossover as, first of all, an intercompany crossover, which means DC Comics and their property is crossing over with another publication, and most, I believe, of the five that we're discussing are between, well, except for one, are like DC and Marvel Comics crossovers or DC and Image Comics so it's two different characters from different universes or different publications coming together in one book.
0: Okay. So to be clear, this is not a Batman Superman. Right. Batman Wonder Woman. Right. Which would be DC crossovers.
1: Exactly. We are
0: talking about two different publishing companies. Right. With their characters bringing their world into the Batman.
1: Exactly. It isn't like if... From sure future episode, we'll do brave and the bold issues where Batman teams up with another person within the DC universe, and we would talk about that. This is from, and I think these cro- crossovers, I like them because you get to see one character, where it's Batman or Superman, team up with a completely different character, and you see how they clash and how they work together, and you get to learn about their separate identities even more when you have to deal with. Another person. <laughs> and I think
0: also when you think about these kind of crossovers that you're going to be talking about, they are the ultimate fantasy for comic book fans. Right. I mean, I remember as a kid. See, I would love to see Spider-Man versus Superman or, mm-hmm. you know, the Hulk versus Batman, something. And that's why you, I was so excited you could have the toys and you play with the toys and they could meet, but right. you never saw that. <laughs> you always were, why Why aren't they together?
1: Exactly. But
0: in fact, companies have come together to satisfy the fans' uh,
1: fantasy. Right. And there are many crossovers that people want to see that haven't come into comics yet, but... There's so much time and who knows? But right. there are tons of different crossovers. And crossovers were more popular, gained huge popularity in the late seventies through like the nineties. So those will be the ones we'll focus on more. Mm-hmm. But I think in the future down the line, especially with the Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that we'll see probably more crossovers. And the one that I would love to see still is Batman and Iron Man, Mm -hmm. because they haven't done an official crossover of that yet. But since people like to pair them up all the time just because they're billionaires and they have all the tech and everything, I would be interested in that. I wonder if
0: that's a recent phenomenon, because obviously Iron Man for so long was not a premier Marvel character. It didn't
1: didn't happen until the movies, until Robert Downey Jr. came and made Iron Man the phenomenon it is now. Yeah,
0: now everyone wants to see him and... uh, (laughs) batman i guess um i do know that batman teamed up with daredevil one time yes did that make the top five
1: ah uh, it's an honorable mention ah. <laughs> you did that just for me <laughs>
2: so speaking of iron man what did you think of the uh civil war trailer adam yes. oh man i loved it
1: yeah i was thrilled <laughs>
0: uh, well, you it was awesome what side
1: yeah. are you on
0: the side of a good movie. (laughs) You know, I want it to be something that is quality. I want it to be in the same vein as winter soldier, because to me, that That is one of my favorite. Yeah. Favorite superhero movies. And I think that if the civil war can build on that, then we're in a good spot. But if it goes a little Avengers Two, age of Ultron, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be as happy. So I, I, I'm I'm more the fan of the finished product than picking a side. But I guess if I had to pick a side, <laughs> I mean, I, of course, I think I got to go with Captain America.
1: Yes, me too. And I, I think I know Shadow Adam is going for Iron Man. Of course, of course. You rule follower. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> which we, is
0: good. We need a, a little bit of both, right?
1: <laughs> right. I love both, but if I had to choose, yeah, I would choose Cap. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean,
0: I, I did feel like it was, I read the stories and mm-hmm. I always thought that I could understand both sides really well. Right. And so it was very hard to <laughs> kind of pick a side, but, because I thought they both act, I thought Captain America acted a little irrational mm-hmm. at, at certain times with his, you know, with his beliefs. But I also do like Captain America and I think he's got a major point point yeah. I'd hate to... You know, but I guess the bottom line is this. If you've got super-powered individuals running around your town, you know, for the everyday person, you might want a little protection. Right. And hopefully there would be some laws in place to to take care of that. You can't hope that they're all going to be good. Yeah. I don't know. But (laughs) I I do believe that the the trailer was amazing. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you a question. Yes. (laughs) DK3. What do you think?
1: I really enjoyed it i I enjoyed the storyline, which I was kind of weary about yeah. but the art really stepped up from if we're going to look at dk two <laughs> right and we had that conversation had that last com- time right <laughs> but and i don't i I don't think I should spoil it. I'm not sure, but I definitely recommend it. I think it leaves the reader wanting to read the next one. It's not kind mm. of where you read it and you're like, oh, I'm just interested. I think it's between Brian Azzarello and, and Frank Miller that the writing and how the story progresses already, and you have the mystery of Batman and what's happening to Bruce Wayne, and all of those questions are kind of answered at the end, but it still leaves you wanting more. So I do recommend reading issue number one.
0: Okay. And and what would you say the fan response has been based on your uh viewing of what's been going on?
1: Some people say that they didn't like the kind of hangcliffer type uh story, but overall I, I said people say that it's Hang Clifford
0: or Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. I'm just like, what's a hangcliff? Hang Clifford. Sounds like a hangman. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um but people said that they enjoyed it overall right. and yeah that sometimes the writing was so-so but overall that they would keep okay. reading it so, so so far positive so
0: far positive on yeah. a rotten tomato scale what <laughs> would you say the percentage was um
1: i'd give it like 80
0: okay 80 percent.
1: yeah good I right. think it was. I think it was good.
0: I have it into my or uh, on my to read pile. Ah, okay. You know,
1: is it is your pile high or is? No, I'm gonna <laughs> get to that. I'm gonna <laughs> get to that. I, I
0: bought it last week and I just haven't opened all those comics yet. I, you know, it was holidays. I had uh, family.
1: Of course. Anywho. Oh, speaking of holidays, how was your Thanksgiving? It
0: was great. <laughs> it was great. Kids were having fun and uh, played a did a turkey bowl with them so <laughs> no no, no real superhero inspired themes going on, except we are starting Star Wars, ah, so we're gonna watch it all up until nice. we get to <laughs> the premiere so
1: we'll probably do that too yeah
0: <laughs> well it's 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 I think it's required viewing for America, yes, all right <laughs> crossovers, Batman crossovers, essential are you giving me in? Top order? Or are you just randomly giving them?
1: Um, it's going to be in chronological order. It starts from, like, the first. and Okay. Yeah. But yeah. there are tons of crossovers that didn't make the top five, but it's so hard to pick the top five, <laughs> first of all. Right. But I wanted it to fit inside the show because we can go on and on and on. And I think these show a great dynamic between Batman and whoever he's fighting or having to team up with and it it gives a good variety of the different types of crossovers because I feel that in a lot of Batman comics for most of them he's alone or he's with Robin or it depends on the story he may be with the Justice League he may be with other Batman family members but it's always interesting to see him with Marvel characters or him with people that are outside of the universe that he's used to and you also get to see Batman usually in his own element and for most if not all of the stories you see the trait that Batman is very territorial of Gotham or wherever he's fighting so it. it, it always usually the formula is when someone comes into his city or he has to go to their city, there's a small clash, but they come together to fight for the greater good
0: that is usually what happens yeah, right? that's
1: usually the formula, but with the different characters, it makes it all the more exciting,
0: which is even though it's pretty cliche at this point, I mean that is ultimately how most superheroes introduce themselves to each other anyway, whether they're right. in the same universe or not it's Hey, you're another superhero. Let's fight. Oh, wait. We're on the same side. Mm -hmm. Let's team up.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So we're going
0: to see that theme even in the intercompany crossovers? Yes, definitely. All right.
1: And I guess even before we start with the Batman one, we have to note that in the mid-70s, like 1975, the intercompany crossovers kind of began with DC Comics and Marvel Comics coming together and... Interesting enough, the first unofficial Marvel-DC crossover was a book that came out in 75 that was The Wizard of Oz, mm. which is interesting. <laughs> but
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then we start getting into the superheroes, which that started with Superman and Spider-Man. They mm. were the first big DC-Marvel team up. And once that became popular, they did one in, I think, 76, and they did one in, in 1980, and it was Superman and Spider-Man. And then there was a series that was the DC Special Series, and they had several different crossovers. And the last one that came out in issue 27, I believe, was between Batman and The Incredible Hulk. And I know even today, uh, people have that, you have Batman versus Hulk. They have Batman versus everything. If you look on Comic Vine especially, if you want to know a versus challenge, you can find it. And I know many people say, well, the Hulk is the Hulk. He's the strongest, but this fight did happen and it was within continuity it wasn't and that's another thing our crossovers that we'll talk about today the five essential aren't else worlds because okay. some crossovers were considered else worlds but i wanted right. to keep it within the continuity really yeah
0: there's wait there's intercompany crossovers that are that in are the considered
1: le- else worlds yeah. oh right 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 no no but we're yeah that are considered are within continuity really yeah
0: and you're going to go over those ones? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's exciting. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a stipulation.
1: Yeah, well, some of them are, not a whole bunch, but most of them are just considered, they're just within the continuity. They're not considered outside of a different earth okay. or something. So.
0: All right, so are we ready? Yeah. All right, well, then, <laughs> real, real quick, before we get there, I'd just like to give a shout-out to the Voice app, V O I S app which is application Ah. (laughs) but it's a very cool first live streaming interactive voice conversation app and i think we're going to start using that in the future awesome to start getting some interaction with fans live
1: oh that sounds cool yeah and they can
0: actually contribute to the show so Um, we can get them on the app they can then talk to us Mm Mm-hmm. As long as they download the app, and it's available on i iTunes okay. uh, or the i Store or what it iTunes Store. That
1: sounds awesome, especially since for like lists like this, where I right. only talk about five, but they can call and say, "Well, what did you think about this right. one?" And or yeah. they
0: could call and yell at us.
1: Exactly. And then
0: guess what? The <laughs> cool thing about this app is Why? we can just knock them out. <laughs> so they better call up and be nice. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we just like to shout out our friends there and tell all the fans to, you know, download that app, get ready. And what will ultimately happen is is we can record the show Okay. while we've got fans listening. Yes. And then we can play it later still. So nice. the fans, if they can't get on while we're on, mm-hmm. they can listen to the show later. But we will have an opportunity for fans to actually interact with us live.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. And <laughs> you know
0: how we did that last interview um, with uh, Kelly Jones where we had to get him on the phone? Yes. And it was really hard to make sure the phone was getting the right signal? Mm-hmm. The Voice app takes care of all that.
1: Oh, all that's, right? that's awesome. So
0: we're going to be yeah. able to take care of our listeners, our contributors, all through voice. So V-O-I-S, and it's by voice spot, V-O-I-S-P-O-T. Nice.
1: I love interacting with listeners. I and know you do. So that's really exciting. Right. And then they can call
0: <laughs> up and or get on the app and then tell us, London, I hope you feel better. I don't want you to miss another week. <laughs> all right. All right, so let's go with crossover number one in chronological order. thats Is this in continuity?
1: Yes. Okay, give it, it to is. me. What is it? This one is from DC Special Series number 27, and it came out in September 1981, and it is Batman versus the Incredible Hulk. It was written by Lynn Wien, who for many is known as the creator of Wolverine, so the big Marvel writer. Um, and then it was illustrations by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, which I love his art. So it's a brilliant. Look, it's the panels and the pages are beautiful. Just if you want, if you're a fan of his work. But the story goes that Doctor Bruce Banner is working at Wayne Tech, so you already have that connection between Batman and Hulk in a way, or to the two Bruces, I suppose. And he is trying to cure his disease and stop from turning into the Hulk. Because if you're a Hulk fan, you know that that internal struggle, that dual identity is always popping up within Hulk tales. And what ultimately happens is that Joker is trying to get this formula and he joins in with the Shaper of Worlds. So, of course... Another part of the Batman crossover formula is that you'll have one foe that's on Batman's fa- side and then another that's on the Marvel, the image, or whoever right. side. So we're dealing with Batman and Hulk versus Joker and Shaper of Worlds. And they have this, yeah, right, they have this formula that Hulk is working on, and Joker, of course, is using it for bad. And ultimately, he angers Hulk. I mean, he angers Bruce Banner and it turns him into Hulk and he wants him to fight Batman and ultimately kill him because, well, the Hulk can kill almost anybody. And so the Batman and Hulk duel and Batman dodges his punches and ultimately Batman defeats Hulk by... Knocking him down and then giving him a sleeping agent, a sleeping gas, and he passes out. And so then he's able to calm him down, and they both go up against Joker and Shaper of Worlds and oh. save the day. So I, and I've posted about this before on my blog, and of course, people are like, oh, that's not fair. Or, or, or other people say, yeah, Batman could beat anybody. And of course, I always love to refer to my. Myth of the Batman God oh, complex. Yeah, we talked but about that. this one, this fight isn't, of course, on the list because Batman wins. So it's always nice to see Batman use his he, other skills. Of, I mean, his martial arts is fine and, right. and all of that, but he's His able, intellect. Yes, his intellect, exactly.
0: Now, by the way, the, the art is amazing. Yes. And <laughs> it is the classic Batman. Right. And it's the classic Hulk. Yeah. I think when people think about these characters or at least maybe over a certain age, that mm-hmm. these are the these are the depictions of the characters that really ring true. Right. And it capture the soul of each character. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking right now at the cover and at some of the panels. And, you know, listeners, you should check it out because this is...
1: Even the cover by itself, they're both charging to each other. Hulk's
0: about to throw some computer panels at him. Right.
1: And what's great is Joker's kind of in the background laughing. (laughs) Now, I know you might have
0: said this, but I think it went over my head. How did the world collide? How did Hulk get into the DC universe? Or what universe were they meeting in?
1: Well, as Bruce Banner, he was working at Wayne Tech.
0: Right. Okay. So, he just got a job as Bruce Banner in Wayne Tech, who had yes. been dealing with the Hulk. Dealing, yeah, Right. So, when you say it's in continuity, then how's that possible? Because didn't Th- Bruce Banner have a whole existence before that was outside the DC universe?
1: Right. He did. And, I mean, in in Marvel right. universe, right. So, I think just to make it work, to make it kind of not seem so random. He, in a way, got into Wayne Tech, and he used something to help him try to regulate. So I think it's more a plot device, in a way. But he wasn't
0: transported from one universe to another. So he just, all of a sudden, Bruce...
1: Got to Gotham. Okay. All right. (laughs) Traveled to Gotham. And DC
0: considers that in continuity?
1: Yeah, it's in continuity, which is why... yeah. So I don't know if that was more just to. How do you know
0: that, by the way? How do you know that's in continuity?
1: Oh, I read an article (laughs) about it, and it said it wasn't continuity. It wasn't an Elseworlds or that whole series, that DC special series. Right. All the different heroes crossed over, and it's considered, it's it's not out of universe.
0: Right. So it's the DC stance on that. Right. And they just merely put, you know, Bruce Banner in Gotham. Right. He exists. And has been dealing with the Hulk, even though in the DC universe the Hulk only appeared that one time. Exactly. Okay, a little so, confusing, DC. Yeah. But uh, I think
1: with these they tried to make it seem <laughs> right like it, it can fit, but well, listen. It's, it it's in very, theory it should fit. In you know? theory. Did you ever so, play
0: Hero Clicks? No. Uh, Shadow Adam, you ever play Hero Clicks?
2: No, I don't know what that is.
0: You don't know what Hero Clicks is? No. Oh my gosh. Do you know London?
1: <laughs> Mason's looking at me like.
0: Uh, you don't know what hero clicks is either What is it's that little it's the game where you have the little collectible uh figures that have attributes like speed strength damage and you roll dice and you count the dice up according to the attack and the defense they're little plastic pieces you move them it's like chess with superpowers and they're little figures that never sounds, seen that
1: this. That sounds awesome. It is the yeah. best game.
0: <laughs> I used to play this all the time. And the coolest thing about it is that you could interact because they had DC, they had Marvel, they had Image, they had all these other characters and figures, and you could play them together.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. I want to play. You know,
0: <laughs> I've never played this game. No. I am, I, as much as you know, I'm amazed <laughs> what you don't and you too shadow adam i'm I'm bad shame on us you guys would love this game i mean it it is ultimately one of the most (laughs) time-consuming games but to have your characters be able to team up and to interact with one another in a way that you're making it happen Mm -hmm. is really cool
1: that's that does sound really cool yeah
0: (laughs) i'll have to bring some of the figures and show you okay all All right. Are we done with Hulk and yeah, Batman?
1: Yeah. So that was technically Batman's first intercompany crossover. Okay. So, and it was against the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And technically he won. So, of course, everyone uses that example as Batman being the greatest, blah, 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 blah. All that good stuff. But yeah, that's our number five. And we're going just okay. chronological. All so. right. So number yep. four. So number four. After that crossover and that series, the D.C. Special Series, the idea of intercompany crossovers became really popular. It brought in more revenue and more readers, and so they continued that into the 90s. And I think within the publication history for especially D.C., the 90s had so many different crossovers, And that's what I kind of miss about, especially when New 52 started and all of the modern comics. You don't see those crossovers anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't see DC and Marvel. I don't know if it's because the publications just wanted to be separate. I'm not really sure. I'm sure that's an outside of comics deal. But if you want crossovers, all the good ones are really in the 1990s. And I think one of the last ones was Actually, the last one was like in 2008, but we'll talk about that later.
0: (laughs) That made the list. No. No, okay, okay.
1: okay. Uh, I'm telling you, I picked five, but there are so many that I do want to mention that we aren't going to go into full detail over. All right. But just talking about when crossovers were popular, I think around 2008 was the last intercompany one that we see until we get the Teenage Mutant Turtles one, which is why I'm really excited about that. Yes. (laughs) So we're. And by the
0: way, that Mr. James Tinian, yes, is going to be signing at Meltdown.
1: I know, I'm so yeah. excited. So if
0: anyone's in it's the December neighborhood,
1: December 9th, right? Right. Wednesday. Let me Wednesday. double check
0: that. But you should, if you're in the neighborhood, come down, get your com- your Ninja Turtle Batman yes. comic signed by the writer. Yes, and I did uh, hear that he's also going to appear as a guest on our show, coming up in the next couple, maybe in January, I think, because okay. he's super busy. Because he's
1: busy, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, especially with the book coming out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so, so can, exciting. Yeah,
0: may, you are right. It's December 9th, seven p.m. here at Meltdown, seven five two two Sunset Boulevard. James Tinian the Fourth at James the Fourth on Twitter. So. Come and say hello. Yeah, this, I am very interested to see that. And I think me we too. briefly talked about it. But yeah. anyway, let me not get sidetracked. Let's go <laughs> to number four.
1: Okay, our next one is from 1991. So we have about a decade in between Batman versus Hulk. And it is Batman Judge Dredd, Judgment on Gotham. So already off the bat, Judge Dredd is a very uh, violent character i would i would say um so just the fact that both batman and judge Dredd are crossing is interesting just dealing with the morale of it all but it was written by alan grant and john wagner and illustrated by simon bisley and they both are um well judge Dredd, he come he has to go to gotham and of course Batman, like I said, Batman is very territorial of Gotham, and he doesn't, just right off the bat, doesn't like Judge Dredd's methods. Um, but he has to, um, yeah. Well, first, Batman fights in Mega City, and he meets Judge Dredd there. Now, is this in
0: continuity, too?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's considered an Elseworld. So... It's more Batman has to travel to one city and he right. meets him and then they are dealing with Judge Anderson and they have to deal with the dead man and
0: And for those of you who don't know, Judge Dredd is what? I mean, he's a part of a group of judges right. that administer justice. Right. And they're British it's a British comic. Yes. And they're violent in their right, administering that's the, of justice.
1: Right. That's the main thing. That they're in a way That's
0: a uh, very brief so Right,
1: very brief, but I think it covers mostly <laughs> what uh and so even though Batman in his way can be violent and is a vigilante himself, the judges and Judge Dredd go definitely over what Batman would consider okay for for his vigilantism and He returns to Gotham and then he finds Judge Dredd and Judge Anderson following him. And this is through some type of dimensional gateway, which that wasn't even explained when we looked at Batman and Hulk. (laughs) So it's at least it gives some type of background as to how they traveled from one city to another. Um, And Judge Dredd has to fight kind of a scarecrow in a sense. And he has to go up against Batman and and Judge Dread. And they all team up to defeat him and uh, Judge Anderson from all so Batman and Judge Dredd and then they have to fight against Scarecrow who is putting fear toxins all over the city and they have to fight against different villains and they come together. And even though Judge Dredd and Batman kind of don't like each other and Judge Dredd sees Batman as the worst vigilante actually wants to take him back to be trialed for all of the so-called crimes against people in Gotham City he's done but of course Batman doesn't really (laughs) he doesn't agree and he stays in Gotham. So they already end on bad terms, but they continue this story two years later in 1993, and it's called Batman, Judge Dredd, Vendetta, and Gotham, and it's still by the same creative team or written creative team of Alan Grant and John Wagner, and it's illustrated by Mike McNola and Cam Kennedy. Mm. So the art already is spectacular well, I, I love right
0: Mikey you like Mike, no. i do i was gonna say uh, and comment on simon bisley's art mm-hmm. for this i mean it's fantastic yes and the way he with his shadows and his structure of the body and mm-hmm. the face and the wrinkles and the the cape and the mo- i mean this guy really right nailed uh nailed this comic right and tons then, of
1: movement and it looks yeah it and it
0: looks like Mike Mignola did the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So Judge Dredd and, and Batman come together once again, and they have to save this group of kidnapped children from a Batman rogue, the Ventriloquist. And Batman and Judge Dredd, Judge Dredd they work together, and then once the children are saved and Ventriloquist is caught, they Judge Dredd and Batman, they kind of say their goodbyes and they go back to their regular cities. So they still don't have that much of, well, they have enough respect for one another to shake hands and go their separate ways. But Batman doesn't like his way of fighting. And yet Judge Dredd still thinks that Batman should be apprehended from the crimes that he did to others in Gotham so that's one pair up that clashes even throughout having to come together and save people from Scarecrow and save people from the ventriloquist. and I think just the biggest thing is that they're both violent in their own kind of way they both have their own Thing of saving the city or their own idea of saving the people in the respected cities so okay. it's a good read and the art like we said is wonderful mm-hmm. especially if you and I, I love Alan Grant's writing so okay. I would any Alan Grant fans if you're looking for a crossover this is definitely one to check out Right,
0: and it's always neat to see Batman's vigilantism measured up against another
1: right exactly you know
0: it's it's really hard to say and it brings a, a lot of questions into or up with regards to well you punched a guy but you didn't punch him hard enough <laughs> or you punch a guy too hard and i don't like that you right. know I mean? because that's really what it is they're yeah. both kicking people's butt right
1: they're both violent right. <laughs> in their own way right and it's interesting to see judge dread who is is kind of a vigilante in a sense, whereas. If you look at Batman and Superman where he has all these powers and it's just you get to see Batman kind of teamed up with people that are on his level in the ways of not having superpowers or having certain martial arts skills or all of the things that we love about Batman with being a non-powered being. You see that with others and you see kind of how they mix and match and how they tangle with Mm -hmm. each other. So,
0: okay yeah <laughs> there you go another one and by the way uh hulk versus batman and um judge dread versus batman are these available
1: yes i, mean, I know do, I, I know mean, that there's aside a, from coming
0: to meltdown how right. <laughs> are they are they online i mean
1: yeah they're online i know that they both are in trade paperbacks okay. the I think if you look for the Batman and Hulk one, if you don't want to go to eBay, and even though on eBay it's not really that expensive, but you can look at the whole DC Special Series, which I think is a full trade paperback. And then both of the Judge Dredd books are together, Batman, Judge Dredd. So if you want to read both of those comics, they're together in a collector's book, which most of the stories, yeah, I think all of the stories, there you can buy them either Amazon, eBay, or you can go to your local comic shop. And if your local comic shop is Meltdown, of course, come by and see what they have. Because I've seen a few of the books that we're going to talk about today here at Meltdown. So I know that they're available. But yeah, Amazon, eBay, you can get trade paperbacks. If you try to get the comic, it depends. But all of these really shouldn't be that pricey. It shouldn't hurt your pocketbook. Okay.
0: (laughs) What's number three?
1: Number three, I really like this one. It is Spawn and Batman, and that comes out right after the last Judge Dredd Batman. It's 1994, and it's written by Frank Miller, who we talked about a lot our last episode. He wrote that (laughs) one? Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. (laughs) And the art is by Tard McFarlane, who, who created Spawn. And it was between DC Comics and Image Comics. So it's, of course, it's a great series. And Batman, he doesn't stay in Gotham. He actually travels to New York, which we'll see another time in our next comic. And he's there to investigate a series of murders who um, he may be connected to one of his rogues in Gotham. So he goes to investigate. And... He realizes that the killer is cutting off the heads of the victims and it's used with some type of high-tech weaponry, which he wonders if it's from his own lab or Wayne Enterprises in some way. But while he's investigating, he meets Spawn and they automatically have a series of battles because Batman thinks it's Spawn who is doing this and then Spawn thinks it's Batman. So... Initially, they just fight, and the the battle itself is visually stunning. I really think they both kind of their brawl is is, <laughs> is awesome. Right. Um, but then I mean, they really— Todd McFarlane's yeah. art
0: at that point was at his height.
1: Right. His total. Right, he had heat.
0: just gotten done with his Spider-Man series, started Spawn. Right. Was in a groove. Mm-hmm. Teams up with Frank Miller, and right. boom,
1: yeah. I think that in that team up alone. <laughs> right.
0: That's <laughs> the a, creative team that up. That is, is a nice crossover.
1: Right. That by itself is awesome. And once after they kind of beat each other up a little bit, they realize that they aren't either of the enemies and that they should come together to even though the relationship is kind of shaky and they don't really trust each other, they should come together and fight and try to stop this killer. So It's it. And it's funny because this one is more seen within the Dark Knight universe. So it's on Earth 31. So in the Dark Knight universe, there's his 86 book, Batman, the Dark Knight Returns. And then later after this book, we'll see the Dark Knight uh, strike Batman, the Dark Knight Strikes Again, which came out in 2002. So that's it within the Frank Miller universe. Mm. So technically this could be considered not a regular continuity story because it's on a different earth. Got it. So and that's the joy of Frank Miller writing Batman. <laughs> um and so so we have Batman and Spawn and they team up together and they both um come back into a story in 1994 which is just a few months after this one and it's called batman spawn war devil and it had
0: some stars yeah that wrote uh, yeah produced yep. that one
1: yep they had doug mensch and and chuck nixon and alan grant so they all came together with klaus jansen which klaus jansen as you know is the artist for dark knight returns so once again, they come together. And what's interesting is Batman and Spawn still don't really click, but they still come. and. Do
0: they remember each other?
1: Yes. <laughs> um, and that's what usually happens with a lot like one that we'll talk about soon. I think I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, Spider-Man's our next one. <laughs> but even in that one, there's usually two books. Each are one-issue series or one-shots. But they usually have two stories and they come together. Um, so Batman and Spawn is another crossover, and that's also in a trade paperback. You can look it up at Spawn Batman or it's Batman Spawn War Devil. Either one. And do you know yeah. if
0: those were produced one on a Marvel or I'm sorry, one on DC and one on Image?
1: It was more Image. Okay. Yeah, it was. It's under Image, but both of them. Yeah, I believe okay. so. And then the DC is on there. But I think Image was the one that produced it. Um, So, yeah, I think – and like I said, looking at Batman with other heroes, especially ones that are kind of violent in their own nature, it it makes – it. I guess it's the ego or the testosterone or just the territorial thing or thinking that, well, I am the better hero – they clash and they fight, but in the end, they come together to right whatever wrong is in their city. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right. You already teased with I Spider-Man. Did. <laughs> so I guess that's number two.
1: Yeah, that's number two. and
0: I assume okay. there was a Batman Spider-Man and a Spider-Man Batman.
1: Yes. Oh, there okay. go. <laughs> I mean, there's two books that have these two together and so it's interesting to see that I mean Spider-Man for not just Marvel but I think one of the most popular superheroes ever is Spider-Man and then that goes along the same for Batman so seeing them both come together and I have People ask me all the time, oh, is do Superman, I mean, do Spider-Man and Batman come together? And they're always so excited to know that they actually do have a book (laughs) or they do have a crossover. And I guess right here I can mention that, because this came out in 1995 and it's called Spider-Man and Batman. And um, it is a J.M. DeMathis book. But my other favorite that came around this time period, this was late 95, so the other one's early 96, is Batman and Captain America. But that one is considered an Elseworlds. Now, I'm not fully sure why, but it is under the Elseworlds imprint. Right. So that's one of the honorable mentions. That is a really good one because you go against uh Joker and Red Skull. Mm. And one of like the greatest panels in that book is that Joker finds out that Red Skull is a Nazi and Joker's mad at that. He thinks that's like the worst thing and <laughs> and he's like I may be a criminal, but I'm an American criminal. Ah. And so it's that's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> <I think. laughs> so Joker
0: does he team up with them and
1: he does in the end, even though they don't really like each other right. anymore, but they do, and then Cap and Batman come together and defeat him. But I think that's so funny considering Joker is who Joker is, but he's like, Oh no, not yeah. Nazis. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm not bad. a Nazi <laughs> <laughs> is the line that
2: he says I'm a lunatic from yeah, an American, American lunatic. lunatic. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs>
1: uh... so, And
0: did the Pledge of Allegiance right after that.
1: (laughs) So, I always. So, that's not in our top five, but that's one of my favorites.
0: That deserves an honorable mention. It
1: does. So, you can definitely. Anytime
0: Joker's interests are aligned with Batman, (laughs) it's worth noting.
1: It's worth noting. Yeah. So, that's actually a good book. But, yes, we have Spider Man and Batman that came out in 95. And. Batman is in Gotham, and then Spider-Man comes, and they f- and they first meet, and Batman is very territorial. He's like, he doesn't need help within his city, but then when they learn that Joker and Carnage are coming together, and they're trying to take over the city, they have to team up, of course, and they defeat both Joker and Carnage, and... They both kind of split up and go their separate ways. So it's more uh, when Spider-Man comes into Gotham, Batman's like, hey, this is my place, leave me alone. But then they kind of already squash it. Spider-Man kind of apologizes. and Because that's how Spidey is. He's not so dark and, and scary like maybe Judge Dredd is. He's just trying to help, and he's kind of the lighthearted character. So that actually goes well and then they have another one that comes out in 97 so it's two years after the first one it's called batman and spider-man and kevin nolan did i mean graham nolan sorry did the the illustrations and Demathis comes back to write it and now they have to go up against kingpin and raza ghul which raza ghul
0: is one of my favorite villains what's his name mason
1: oh you're going to put that clip in, aren't you? He's going to do the clip. <laughs> Your father's name was pronounced Raish, not Ras. A common mistake. Uh, Raish, How oh cool. A common mistake. <laughs> so, they come together and, of course, usually when... Raish Algul is in the picture. he wants to wipe out the whole population, and King Pin is along for the ride and so Batman and Spider man come together and stop them before the world is destroyed so that 's more of a diabolical one, but like i said spider man batman they they work together fine they both have different fighting styles they both have different personalities, which is something that 's really interesting because usually well at least what we 've seen judge dread and spawn they're they're kind of dark just like batman so it's nice to have that balance and it's not the same but it's kind of like when batman and superman and world's finest comics they come together they fight i mean batman's a little bit more darker than superman who's always the bright light in any situation so it's fun to see two kind of now iconic superheroes come together Man. Anytime. Yeah. I anytime. wonder
0: who's the bigger Boy Scout. Would it be Superman or Spider Man?
1: Mm, I think just visually, Superman is more of the American icon, right. but I think. And and But I think it's between Superman and Spider-Man. Those two, I think, are the one of the most well-known, like they're the most well-known heroes or the most popular. Even if people don't read comics or they barely see the movies or TV shows, they know Superman and they know Spider-Man. And now with all the popularity and all the hype, they know Batman after the last few years, especially with the films and the video games. I think those 3 and you and I think we even talked about that when we were going over ranker.com's lists and things like that. Those 3 are within at least the top 5 and it depends on the order. So right. Yeah, but I think Superman in terms of just the American, he has like the, is he's visualized with like the eagle on his arm, the yeah. American flag in the background. But I like Spider-Man's kind of real-life struggle with things. Nothing's really easy for him, so he's more relatable to people. Whereas a lot of people say Superman isn't relatable because he has all these powers, and he's an alien from another planet, and it's not at, I mean, he's the ideal. So it's kind of hard at times to relate to him fully. But yeah, those are, of course, definite icons. And Spider-Man's kind of the bright, funny side when it comes to him and Batman deeming up. (laughs) So, So. (laughs) on to
0: number one.
1: Right, so, I mean, we've gone through these, and I think this series, or this one comic, is important, and it kind of leads into the DC versus Marvel comics that came out in the mid-'90s, where the publications came together and they had like a, a, a mini series spin-off where different characters from either side fought with one another. And in that one, Batman and Captain America square off and the fans get to vote on who wins. And so that was, yeah, that was in the mid nineties. And from that came the Almogam series, which they had a DC character and a Marvel character, and they're combined to create this one yeah, mixed character. And I guess for Batman, the one... And it's sad that this didn't really go on much longer. It went for like one comic, and then it was a spinoff in an animated comic, and it's Batman and Wolverine, and they come together, and that's created by Larry Hamma and Jim Balent and Ray McCarthy, and they create the character Logan Wayne, which is a mixture mm-hmm. of right it's a mixture of Batman Wolverine
0: that was a cool costume yeah
1: <laughs> it was it was pretty intense. <laughs> Um, and that character first appeared in the Marvel vs. DC or DC versus Marvel, depending on which one. But it's issue three, and that came out in 96. And then that character, that combination became so popular, they had a one-shot, which is called Legends of the Dark Claw. And it was under that amalgam, I can hardly say that. Amalgam? Amalgam. How do you pronounce
0: that? I think it's amalgam. Is it
1: amalgam?
0: Right. What do you think, Mace? What? Amalgam? It's amalgam. amalgam. Okay. Like an amalgamation. Oh.
1: Okay. okay. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to pronounce things wrong. So. Well, how, you how you
0: are you pronouncing me? it again? Well, it's uh, wrong. Uh, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> say it now it's pronounced amalgam. There you go.
1: <laughs> um. And so it gives a whole background to Logan Wayne, and he, and of course, there's always has to be some travesty if if Batman is involved even if it's half of him Um, he witnesses his parents death when he's five or six years old and he goes to live with his uncle and his uncle himself is murdered as well and then he has to grow up into kind of like the Air Force but they put him through this program called the Weapon X Project and it kind of makes him a super soldier of innocence and he obtains like the metal in his bones and he's called and he becomes a a meta mutant in a way just kind of like wolverine does and so he becomes and he calls himself dark claw and he has to go up against this other meta mutant that goes bad named quinn it's kind of a mixture of joker and harley in a way the way that it looks it's more of like a feminine joker type and her her name is quinn but then he changes the name to hyena and so that becomes dark claw's greatest nemesis and then the whole story revolves around him tracking down hyena and they have and then he and then he teams up with a kind of uh huntress character and they have right they have to stop hyena and more the story is more memorable because of the way like you said the dark claw looks it is the ultimate combination of wolverine and the claws and the strength whereas batman gives it more of the backstory and the the martial arts and everything so i think that is probably out of the 90s came one of the most popular uh, crossovers in a sense and I personally like it that's one of my favorite crossover issues to read and the writing is pretty great and then later you actually get one more comic it's a Dark Claw number one and it's kind of drawn in the more animated series type like the Batman animated series because Ty Templeton writes it and it has that same visual aesthetic of coming straight out of the animated series. And it's the Dark Claw has to battle uh called Lady Talia, which is a mixture between Talia and Lady Deathstroke. Um, And they seek revenge on this character named Raish Apocalypse, (laughs) which is a mixture of Apocalypse and Rachel Ghoul. And So they have to fight these characters, but that's the last you really see of Dark Claw. You don't see this figure in any other comics afterwards, even though that's such a shame because I think that Logan Wayne is still a fan favorite of the crossovers. So that's probably one of the most interesting ones because you don't really have Batman versus Wolverine. You have Dark Claw, which that was really popular, like I said, in the mid-'90s, but then it kind of dies out after that and and then of course later on probably the last one which is another honorable mention is the batman daredevil crossovers oh thank you (laughs) um and those are interesting because their their personalities they clash and if you think about it batman and daredevil are kind of in a way on a similar level than other characters yeah no they
0: both i mean Physically, they don't have superpowers. I right. Mean, obviously, Daredevil has enhanced senses and right. radar vision, but mm-hmm. he's a human. Right. With, you know, he can bleed and he can't heal, and it's just like Batman. Mm-hmm. So you're right.
1: Right, and what's interesting is that they both figure out their their civilian identities because... They both function the same charity ball, and yet they still are like, don't you ever come to my city again, and vice versa. And there's a lot of tension between them. But that also came out into comics, and that's definitely something that's an honorable mention that I recommend. Thank you. (laughs) And Adam recommends, too.
0: (laughs) I actually haven't read it in a while. I don't know if I would – I recommend – any time you see an image of daredevil and batman in the same frame right that i recommend of i course. i'd have to check the story again <laughs> in a while but if you are giving it an honorable mention that makes me very happy
1: yeah i i don't i think it's a good story but i like all of the crossovers cuz you get to see batman with these different people that you won't regularly i mean it's right. it's kind of special in a way so.
0: did did batman and wolverine ever Get together as actual individuals and like not an amalgam. No amalgamation.
1: Yeah, that no. That's why I like it because I love Wolverine, and so I was kind of bummed because usually when they did the or with the DC versus Marvel, Marvel versus versus DC, they had Captain America face off with Batman, probably because it, they matched, I suppose, their craft. They were kind of equal. Um, and then, of course, the fans, the fans got to vote who won. And I'm pretty sure they gave it to Batman. <laughs> but that that book itself was pretty good. And one that I wanted to mention that we actually talked about on an earlier show is uh, Batman versus Predator because that came out in two books. And just the fact that it's based off of the movie franchise, you already know that Batman going up against Predator was... Uh, horrible fight (laughs) because he's a predator but i mentioned that in the myth of the batman god complex episode so if you want to hear more about that story you should definitely check that out
0: (laughs) okay wow yeah so
1: i mean there are five that that we really talked about but there are a lot of different other so which one do you want
0: to see that hasn't been
1: uh, I would. Yeah, I still would like to see Batman and Iron Man. Okay, if you that d-
0: you did say that, but is there any yeah, other one?
1: Um, let's see. I
0: Batman uh, and Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, well, of course, oh, and yeah. so that's why I'm so excited All that right, it's going yeah. out. So, what
0: excites you about that, real quick?
1: Well, the fact that <laughs> they're both so iconic. They're both like on the ends of like pop culture, and but, and from what I read from the synopsis, that Batman, that the Ninja Turtles need help from Batman. I think that's kind of fun. And I, I've loved the Ninja Turtles since I was younger. Right. And it just seems like, ah, the two childhood loves come together. Well, I, I will be
0: interested <laughs> because, as you know and as I've told you, I love the Ninja Turtles, the original run. Right. The all red headbands, the black and white comics the ninjas i mean these guys cut people <laughs> and they they cussed every once in a while they drank a beer here and there right. they were raw right that's the kind of ninja turtles i want to see teaming up with batman i do not want to see cowabunga dude ninja turtles right. teaming up with batman
1: and I, and it may and i don't think multicolor
0: be... headbands yeah. initials on the belts i don't want to see that <laughs> You know, that's like when Scooby Doo and his crew teamed up with Batman. Right. Right? Kinda corny. I don't want to yeah. see
1: that. Hopefully I, I think I don't think it'll be that corny. I think they might keep the aesthetics wise with the different headbands. Okay. Well, they are keeping different yeah, headbands. Yeah, they're keeping so the I'm different a little headbands, skeptical, But I don't think they'll be that out there or okay. that uh can't be. Well, if I we promise to read word. it. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to read it, And too. then if
0: I have any complaints, I'll have to talk to James <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> I can't. I mean, what does it matter? I might as well go to the source.
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, that's exciting that he's coming to the store. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: All right. Cool. So anything else before we wrap up?
1: Um, I wanted to do this episode because that issue is coming out, and it'll be out. Next week. Okay. The the 9th. Next Nerd Wednesday, December 9th. And, yeah, I always recommend Batman crossovers, whether I talk about them on the blog or anywhere, because it's a great way to look at Batman's interaction with other heroes, because you— you see, like I said, you see him with Justice League and you see him with the bat members of the Batman family and you see him team up with people all the time. But it's always interesting to take someone who's from a completely different world, who has completely different personality and characteristics and see how Batman reacts to him. And I think every time you see the true Batman, you see the serious, dark Batman. You see the very territorial Batman. You see all of the qualities that you enjoy about the Batman stories, even though it's dealing with characters that aren't even a part of his universe. Mm. So okay. I definitely recommend any time you can get your hands on a crossover do to it. do so. Yep.
0: All right. Well, we know that pretty soon people will be able to get in touch with us while we're live using I the voice <laughs> app, V-O-I-S. And... um how can they do it now, though? Get in touch with you.
1: Oh, get in touch with me. You can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. You can message me on instagram.com slash historyofthebatman. You can tweet me at twitter.com slash histofthebatman. And you can like on Facebook at facebook.com slash historyofthebatman. But I love all of the Emails that I get from you guys who say that they love the show. So I thank you guys so much for listening each week. And if you have any comments, especially about this show, if you wanted to hear more about a particular crossover we, we didn't discuss, or if you have any suggestions for future shows, please email me at historyofbatman at gmail.com.
0: Perfect, perfect. So I'd also like to tell the listeners and you, London, I don't know if you know about this, but right outside our studio now, at Meltdown, there is a new thing that's happening. Right. It's called XSN, and you can check it out at shopxsn.com. That's Meltdown's very own home shopping network. Nice. So it's kind of like QVC
1: mm-hmm.
0: for geeks and nerds <laughs> and all the kinds of stuff that we like. They're going to be selling.
1: That's that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you can
0: go on to shopxsn.com. You could watch it on YouTube, but directly on their website, you can buy the products that they're selling. Uh, there's a Batman, Batmobile animated series that's being sold by Fat Collectibles. Nice. And so what they do I don't need that. you might. <laughs> they're selling the, bat, uh, the Catwoman figure, the six inch Catwoman figure. Uh, basically, what they're doing is you go there. You can watch the shows online or watch the uh, show online and people will be unboxing uh, items and telling you about products and you get to buy it. And then you go on the website and actually do the purchase. It's pretty awesome.
1: That does sound awesome. So <laughs> listeners,
0: check it out. I'm actually going to try to sell some of my personal collection. Oh. On shop Like XSL. what? Well, I don't know if you know, but I actually produced a toy. Mm-hmm called the Shaolin Cowboy. Okay. You know the Shaolin Cowboy yeah. by Jeff Dar? Yeah. I did the toy.
1: Oh. Under um, my
0: company Wednesday's Finest. Oh, that's so cool. And so <laughs> I'll be selling some figures on on XSN. I yeah. also have some old HeroClix figures and <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, see Yeah. That. <laughs> And then just anything else I can get out of my garage because it's, it's starting to accumulate. And I, I think if I walk in, it's going to fall on top of me. So I need to get that out there. But, yeah, so check out Shop XSN. Awesome. All right. Listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in. This has been the History of the Batman with London. I am Adam, a.k.a. Wednesday's Finest. And we are engineered and produced by Mason Booker out of a meltdown comics and collectibles in hollywood california and we'd like to say stay tuned for next week's episode we'll see you then london peace love and batman